So it's, it's, it's interesting to see. It's very emotional because it's like they're community babies. <laughs> All, each and every one of them, right? gentlemen welcome to the dining room studio and the strongly worded podcast after a long break we're still alive we are still here my name is sue o'lear and i am johnny hampton we are coming at you from our studio on our normal sunday afternoon <laughs> this season three has had some fits and stops and starts and and we are doing a hard reset on season three we're going to start fresh and do it again we uh have had a lot going on in our non-podcast life that has prevented us uh, from sitting down and it I have we have screwed up some scheduling with some oh. of our guests lined up and uh, and then we finally sat down to get it right one day and I had a total equipment failure and uh, so I think we just decided to like record scratch <laughs> put the brakes on finish some things we needed to get finished so we could refocus and be ready and be ready like we tell our teams all the time we gotta lock in and we gotta get some season three happening before we go on vacation next month and Woo! we appreciate everybody sticking with us um we're just gonna catch everybody up on some things today and then we're gonna i think maybe get it reintroduce our season three topic and just start fresh sounds good yeah so what have we what have you been up to the last two months we haven't recorded or released an episode johnny um i've been coaching a lot of basketball (laughs) a lot of basketball a lot a lot of basketball um let's see so coaching in the rec league Mm -hmm. and then we started our travel basketball organization Mm -hmm. we've been our premier season our premier first season ever yeah so there's a lot to go with it i mean Pulling together a, I don't I a don't think people understand who are in my life that I'm running a business. Mm-hmm. I understand. <laughs> I get it. I don't think they get it. And like, when you're running a business, maybe you... I've said this myself. When I open the studio, when we open the studio, mm-hmm. the, my first of two major lessons I learned was it was no longer about helping people get more fit. And it was about... Do we have the money to keep the light bill paid? Has somebody mopped the floor? Is there toilet paper in the bathroom? That window is filthy so they can't see our son. You know, became about the business of fitness instead. Right. So, you know, there is rarely a time from 9 to 5 or even later that I am not getting some kind of message either from the board of Flagley United or you the, the fundraising <laughs> or a parent or you know talking with uh, 
my different partners on where we're going to practice and what the tournament's going to be, how the teams are looking, what we're doing wrong, what we're doing. Mm-hmm. It's been, a, it's been, uh, it's enjoyable, mm-hmm. but it's a lot. It, it is a lot. I uh, wonder if, um, I mean, is it difficult to be both the president of the organization and a coach? Yes, which is why I only coach two teams. You know what I mean? Like, so um, a lot of kids are always saying, oh, why don't you coach? I can't. I'm not coaching every team. Right. You know, that's why you have to. (laughs) Let people do what they do sometimes. Yeah, you have to have you, good people around you. You gotta, you have the people you trust. Absolutely. And no, because it is hard. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I couldn't coach all 16s and we'll be on the staff of all 16s. Mm-hmm. Started out, I was gonna be the assistant on two more. I couldn't even do that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's tough. It is tough. Mm-hmm. I, I would um, work with my business partner on schedules, and there were months that were tougher than others. And so I would end up on the schedule for. 16 classes i was very often the 5 a.m instructor and the last instructor of the night and trying to get personal training clients in the middle because you know i didn't have to pay me extra right so when we were trying to keep afloat in the beginning so so in my in my real life my real job i'm an accountant right so i'm a numbers guy and imagine so we have six teams with flag united five boys one girl and any given weekend, that's 18 games. Because mm-hmm. most tournaments guarantee you three games. In addition to two practices a week. For each team, for not each, all together. For, like, each, for each team. team. So that is 12 practices a week. If I had to coach <laughs> more than two teams, there's just no way. There's no way. There's no way. Right. So. And that's what you do on top of, you know, where we have – the the rec league running yeah. concurrently right. concurrent to the beginning of our travel season right and the reason for that is you got to get the kids ready mm-hmm. and so you know you can't just go to these tournaments and not have practice right even with all the practices we've been doing in the inaugural year we see teams that are much more uh refined than we are mm-hmm. you know they, they know what they're doing do they practice more I think they've been in business longer. I don't think they've. I don't think they practice more. So, I think there are some organizations that do practice more, but they charge you more, mm-hmm. like a thousand dollars, right, or more. Like you know your DMEs of the world and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. They charge you a lot of money, mm-hmm. and they have access to things that we don't have access to. There's other people who don't, like you know the guy we played today. Mm-hmm. You know, he was saying, you know, we don't got access. <laughs> that that other that other team goes around right. and, and picks who they want. We we he don't seem like a pretty decent he guy. Yes, we can't we can't do that, yeah. and neither can we. So, some of those, and, but some of them play together for a while, mm-hmm. and that's the goal. So, if you give them a good experience, they'll come back. They'll come back. They'll know how each other's play and, and all that good stuff. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. But it's been fun so far. For me, I'm doing a lot of the same things you're doing, right? The two teams you coach, I get to help you out with. Mm-hmm. And then the rec league, I'm, you know, a volunteer. So our game days, I'm there or I'm running my kids to and from practice or, right. you know, my husband and son coach a team too. So, um, you know, there's something basketball related probably for me four or five days a week versus your 
seven, really. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then my job went right into its high season, like overnight. When I started at that property, I was like, oh, yeah, this is, I like the off season. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can live my life and, and I can handle this commute and I can still get where I need to be. And and then pretty much overnight, the you know, I work in amenity management. And so as soon as the spring weather came. Yeah, started jumping off. Started jumping off. And so, I, Whew. That's where I'm lucky. Um, I recently got a new job. I left a, a company I've been working for for 12 years, and I work from home now. Mm. And you know the people I work with is so funny. Like I've never met them in person, mm-hmm. but it's a really good team. Um, you know, part of the deal is hey, you got to get this work done. I'm not going to stress you over it, um, but you got to get it done. We'll have meetings when we have to to go over it. Mm-hmm. And so, if I did, thank goodness for that, mm-hmm. because it, you know, if my, if I get a text on my phone while I'm working, I don't gotta worry about anybody. Hey, why are you on your phone in the office? Right. I'm chilling at home. Mm-hmm. So that gives me the ability to, to to do different things. It's an interesting uh, place to be. Like where I am now at the property where I am now, I have promoted from where I was when I worked here in town. Um. And. I don't work from home, but similarly, I'm kind of the master of my own day, like my own fate each day. I mm-hmm. can, if I need to get away, most times, not all the time, but most times if I need to get away to do something, I can, because I'm in charge of myself, but right. there's somewhere else I got to put it, you know? So I can feel sometimes <laughs> where when I'm walking out to come, you know, to try to get to practice, if I'm walking out of the office at 3.30 or 4, I feel like they're like sometimes I can feel an employee being like oh must be nice but you know it is nice I've worked really hard for this opportunity Uh, and you know what I will guarantee you I will get a text or have to get on my laptop or send an email um, or probably maybe get a a message from you while I'm at the announcer's table or you know to the victor goes the spoils right right you know you know I am always on call you get to punch out and go home when you get it when you get into a position of power like that um, you do get certain responsibilities. Uh-huh. At the same time, like you said, you know, something happens, we'll be at the gym, it'll be a Saturday, and you'll get a call. Mm-hmm. And you got to answer. Yep. That's the trade-off. Yeah, I mean, it happened to me yesterday, and I was happy. I don't think she listens to the podcast, but if she was my assistant, I was happy to pick up the phone and answer your questions yesterday. Mm-hmm. But I was standing in the gym with, you know, the right. game about to tip. Right, so, you know, if you want those kind of, privileges mm-hmm. you got to take the responsibilities right. that come with them right so yeah people don't really understand that yeah they just want they until want... they get into it mm-hmm. yeah oh, this might not be for me it's true and it's not for some people you know i i get it i remember just this time last year looking at my general manager where i was before and like we were in a shutdown and somehow i'm working harder and getting overtime and he's getting more and more tan. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, what is happening here? <laughs> Something's what is not happening right. here? Yeah. I don't know. It all worked out. <laughs> but anyway, so yes, so for me personally, we're doing all this basketball. And my job went into high gear. I got, had two kids graduate a couple of days ago. Yes. So we were, all the stuff leading up to that was a lot and emotional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, graduation's always emotional. Even when, like, when it comes around, it makes you just, I even think about my own. Mm-hmm. It's like, man. Yeah. 
I remember that day. 20 something. 30 for me. 30 years ago. I graduated in 1991. 94 for me. Uh-huh. So it was like, man. Yeah. I One thing that I remember about my graduation day so clearly was that on that day, it felt like everybody was friends. Like the clicks disappeared for a minute. We were all yeah. out there lining up and in our, and we were all, I don't know, like it, together. We were all connected. We were all excited about the same thing, like regardless of who hung out with whom or, or whatever, you know. I, I just remember being so aware that after that day, things were not going to be the same. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think a lot of kids don't understand that. Like some of these friends who you you are really tight with, mm-hmm. not gonna see them no more. No. And, you know they're not gonna be around like they used to be. Mm-hmm. You might reconnect, but the relationship as it stands right. is not gonna be the same. Yeah. And I remember that because like you know me and my best friend our relationship kind of stayed the same, but he left for college right after that. Mm-hmm. He went, he was in the marching band at Hampton University. He had to get down there. He basically got in the car after graduation and, and was left. gone. Mm-hmm. You know, so someone who I saw every day, hung out with every day, all of a sudden was gone. And there was no cell phones back then. Right. And stuff no like email. that. So I didn't see him for months. Mm-hmm. And those, those are the types of changes. You know, people go off and find their careers and go away to college. Mm-hmm. It's different. Make yeah. new friends. When I had the opportunity to be a guest on a podcast about theater school. That was a good, I listened to that. <laughs> and hopefully we'll be able to have them come on our show, um, the hosts of that. But one of the things that I said or, you know, alluded to was we didn't, I mean, email was brand new. We weren't using it to keep in contact with our, like if you wanted to keep in contact with a friend from high school, what did you, what did we do? We, we, you called when you were home on break, maybe called your parents' it. house. Or, or you, or you had to write you an had to actual write a letter. letter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I have a, a really beautiful, amazing photo that I know you've seen. I have it on Facebook right now of my boys and their friends yes. in their caps and gowns. With yes. their arms around each other, and I'm glad that I have that because because you know I know <laughs> because you know yeah so and and each one of them has a story. I mean, think about the kids in that picture. Yeah, but you know, it, you know it's something an, that could make an, it challenging right yeah. from jump. It's entirely possible that they will continue to be friends. It's entirely possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but one's gonna it, be a dad. It's gonna take one's gonna you know. One's facing some other, you know. Yeah, like you know, I, I talked to the straighten one. Straighten some issues out, and one's. Yeah, you know. I talked to the one who's going to be a dad, and um, you know, we had a conversation before one of our rec league games, and he was telling me his plans, and yeah, it, his life is going to change. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's going to go straight to work, mm-hmm. and it's going to be six o'clock, and some of these guys are, who are in school may have the energy to hang out, and he might be like, yo, I got to get up and go to work tomorrow. Yeah. I got to go home and and take care of this little this, one. I got to go these are the see subtle, my kid. These are the subtle changes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm so glad both my boys ended up being able to graduate. Both of them. Listen, yeah. They're, they're both good kids. 
and they got to experience that, experience it together, and mm-hmm. not her off. Mm-hmm. You know, 18 years old. Well, sort of off. <laughs> They're both still in no, the other room. I mean, no, I mean, you, you know what I mean. <laughs> hey, listen, no, I went sorry. to I went to a city university, and I was at home till I was. Yeah, I was twenty. I was. It's right before I was twenty-two. Yeah, right before yeah. I was twenty-two. So, you know, my parents weren't pushing me out the door. I just happened to go away to school. My parents wanted me to go away. Mm-hmm. They wanted me to have that experience, but we did not have the money. Yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, I, I did what I thought was right. Yeah. Um, so. That's Joseph made a good choice like that too. He had the opportunity to go I, away. I spoke to him about that too. I don't know if he remembers, but I told him. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I told him, and I felt like, you know, I said to him, your parents were the same as mine. Mm-hmm. Like, they may want you to go away, but if you don't, they're not going to be disappointed. Right. You're going to go get a job. They're not going to stress you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know, they might say, hey, if you're not going to be home at a certain time, you know, let us know. Or, mm-hmm. you know, stay where you are. Right. They might not even do that. Like, I lived in an apartment. It was much different. Mm-hmm. You can come in the house, go in the room, go to sleep. Yeah. So... Yeah, you gotta. What people don't understand uh, about being that age is you gotta make the right decisions for you, Mm -hmm. right? So, some people want to go away, want to experience new things. Some people, it may not be for them. Mm -hmm. They don't want the loans. They don't want. Mm -hmm. Some people may not want to go to college. Right. Want to learn a trade, go do an apprenticeship with somebody. Mm -hmm. Those are all good decisions. None of them are bad. Yep. None of them are bad. You know, they'll get you where you want to go. I was talking with Joseph the other day about how um, college, he's very uh, concerned that he doesn't know what he wants to do yet. And because he wants what he studies to reflect what he does. And I get that, but that happens so rarely. You studied accounting and you're an accountant. Yeah. Um, I studied psychology. <laughs> I first studied acting and then I studied psychology mm-hmm. and I am now, you know, the general manager of an amenity center. And do I feel like uh, my degree uh, was wasted because I'm not a clinical psychologist or an actress? Absolutely not. I'm a very comfortable and competent public speaker. I am, uh, I when we're coaching the girls, I think I utilize my psychology background quite a bit Mm -hmm. to try to understand them and help them cope and do you know what i mean like none of that was wasted just because my job title isn't one of those things when when you're resolving problems and you have to get into the psyche of someone who's complaining Mm -hmm. absolutely you know what i mean or a kid who's acting out Mm -hmm. like those Mm -hmm. those things do count but yeah i mean (laughs) in this country you go to college so you can have the piece of paper that allows you to get in the door somewhere. Absolutely. And that's it's so true. What, like it or not. Like it or not. Mm-hmm. And I do think that committing to a degree, whether it's an associate's or a certificate or a four-year or to it than just what you study in school. You're committing to a goal. You're seeing something through. You're having the discipline to study and pass the classes and... You know, there are other lessons besides just whatever degree you end up with at the end of the yeah, day right. that are important. And it gives you a place to kind of hang out and continue to mature. That too. Um, it's a good bridge mm-hmm. um, between what they think is adulthood 
right? (laughs) (laughs) Because adulthood is quite like owning a business. You think it's about one thing, but it's about making sure you have money to keep the lights on or toilet paper in the bathroom or food in the fridge. Mm -hmm. Like, so a lot of kids at 18 are like, oh, I'm grown now. Mm -hmm. Nah, Mm -hmm. you don't. You don't know what that's about. Like, yeah. You know, I, I look at some of these kids and some of them, it's like, you've never really worked. You've never been in love. Yeah. You've never, like, you haven't experienced mm-hmm. life yet. Yeah. Like, you never really had your heart broken. Like, these, these things are all part of that experience you're talking about mm-hmm. as you go forth in life. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm looking forward to seeing what a lot of these kids do afterwards because um, I know I'll see them around. Yep. Um, you know, <laughs> I've known a lot of them. It was it was an emotional day for me and I didn't have a kid graduating. Yeah, but you had a bunch of kids graduating. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, like, you know, I met a lot of these kids. Like, I met your son when he was a freshman. Yeah. Um, I met some of his friends when they were in seventh grade. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's... It's interesting to see. It's very emotional because it's like they're community babies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All each yep. and every one of them, right? That's a good. That's you just named the episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what they are, uh-huh. and you want to see them do well. Um, you feel like you have a stake, mm-hmm. like when you coach basketball, you see them at the gym, and I'm the type of person. Even if I never coached you, if I know you know me, I'm gonna try to give you some words. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, the kid who was becoming a dad. I never coached him once, mm-hmm. but I but I took him to the side and you know it's a responsibility mm-hmm. um, because I was only 21 when I became a dad, so not much older than him. Mm-hmm. But that three years is a big deal. Yeah, you know I was so much more mature at 21 than I was at 18, mm-hmm. and he said he's ready, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. He'll get ready. <laughs> yeah, he's right. Mm-hmm. You don't He'll get ready. <laughs> But he's looking. He say he's looking forward to it, and he his family is supportive. So, and that's huge. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Yeah. Um, it was interesting to sit in the stands, uh, because and I did think about our podcast and our season a little bit, sitting in the stands watching parents cheering for their kid or seeing you know the the family members that came to celebrate and support. You know, Geo had. A family member come from out of state to watch him walk. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. Yeah, people um, graduating high school is still a big deal. It is a big deal, and these so many kids overcome so much to get there. And I, when I was graduating, I didn't realize that because I didn't. I mean, we all have our own stuff, our own experiences growing up, and Mm. you know, but. Anything that I went through growing up was not something that was challenging my ability to right. graduate high school. Like some of these kids, you know, you find out when you coach, like you find out all kinds of stuff. You find out all kinds of stuff. But, you know, some of these kids. And... It's the same when you actually, when you're a personal trainer. Yeah, can, yeah exactly. You, know? you talk to people. You talk to people. Like, you know, some kids can't make it to school sometimes. Mm-hmm. Some kids, parents is working two jobs and they, they try, you know. There's so much that goes on that we don't know about. Yep. And even teachers don't know about. Yeah. You know, there could be a reason, you know, this kid's not doing their homework. They don't got no Wi-Fi mm-hmm. at the house. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so many things go into that. And it's, it's such a celebration mm-hmm. 
um, when they graduate high school. And so I watched it. I watched one of them. I wanted to watch both, but I was slammed at work. And one of them was at 4 p.m. Because mm -hmm. I have some kids that graduated from the other school mm -hmm. that I wanted to see, but I didn't get a chance to it. I watched the FPC one, and I watched it all the way through. Mm -hmm. And uh, even through the song that that girl sung. Bless her heart. First off, how is that sound system so horrible? Because I'm guessing she's not a bad singer. I, from where I was, <laughs> like it, it, the sound system was horrible. Um, I felt terrible for her. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, you know. Next topic. <laughs> I mean, congratulations to her for the congr for <laughs> the great opportunity yeah. to sing. Yeah. And you know, you know. But the sound system was horrible. Everybody was hard to hear. Even the the principal. I mean, all the speeches live, like when you were in the room. Yeah. It was it was difficult. I feel like the kids of our generation were better public speakers. Yeah. I believe that. And there's no knock on the, the people's speeches that were, please, parents, mm -hmm. uh, I'm not killing your kid. I'm just, yeah. like, I feel like when I, even when, my, when Tierra graduated, like, these, these seem like boilerplate type of, like, are, they, are the teachers not letting them be themselves? Like, mm -hmm. you got to write about this. Mm -hmm. Maybe you should hit this. It seems like our speeches had a lot more, even from the principal mm -hmm. down, like, it's so... It was it was bland mm -hmm. to me. Like there was no personality in it. Mm -hmm. I was like, man, like I read an article in Flagler Live that and it kind of outlined um what the FPC speeches said and what Matanzas mm -hmm. speaker said. And the Matanzas I don't remember if it was the I don't remember which student it was that spoke, but spoke about what had happened in the last year. Let's go. Talked about marching and talked about the insurrection and talked about living through election season. And, and listen, with I get, this is I understand that at FPC and our, there is, we uh, suffered a loss when we lost our principal. And I get that. Let's talk about that team. too. But can we really talk about it then? We also lost a student. More than one. Uh, this is what I'm saying. Like if we're gonna, so you know, we're gonna what, talk about loss. Let's go there. That's what I'm talking about. And I didn't see the Matanza speech, but I read, and just in reading the topics, I thought, well, that seems more honest. So, so now I gotta go authentic. home and try and try to find that. Yeah. Because I want to see it. Because that's what I'm. They, these were. Yeah, like what these kids went through, mm -hmm. yeah, is a big deal. It's a lot. Okay, and yeah, they, they said resiliency, but they didn't illustrate it. They didn't talk about they it. They didn't talk about it. You're, you're like they're like, yes. So I felt like there was, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if it's restrictive. I don't. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's like, hey, very vanilla. Yeah, that's how I felt, and it's cool. It's like like I was watching Dawson's Creek. A little bit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> sorry for, sorry if you're too young you know for that i mean reference. we've been through some shit in the last year just look at our facebook memories my facebook memories our facebook memories right now are about marching yes the banal peace walk yeah mm -hmm. yeah so yeah but you know I, I was you know happy to see it and it was 
You know, good, very good. My son actually watched a lot of it with me too. Did he? Which, you know, was always a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's neat. It was fun. It was a, a really fun experience. It, excuse me, um, is crazy. And I know you've already experienced it. It's crazy to think that my little baby boy, yeah. I, that we made it this far and that. Right. And we didn't mess him up. <laughs> I guess that remains to be seen, but at least he graduated. Yeah, they like, graduated. I remember thinking that I was going to be so emotional when Tiara graduated, and I didn't, I, I think when Anthony graduates, I'm going to be in bad shape. Mm-hmm. I thought about that as I watched just kids graduate, like I said, that weren't even mine, mm-hmm. and I felt nostalgic throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And you, I'm were, thinking, you were very reflect, reflective. I was. I was. And I feel like um, it's going to be more so when my son graduates. Mm-hmm. And what's the difference? That you're older, you've experienced more I'm, life, that it's um, your last? I'm older. It's my last. Um, my father won't be there to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, neither will my father-in-law. Mm-hmm. Um, my mother-in-law has been ill. Don't know if she'll make it to see it. Mm-hmm. Um and so all those things I probably shouldn't think about, mm-hmm. but I do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, you know, so, yeah, I think yeah. about that. It's big. So my dad was not with us, of course, uh, physically. I mean, he was definitely with us in spirit. But, mm. You know, you say that to get you through it, and it's true and, you know, no, all that. But he wasn't there. And, and there were a few things that we thought about or prepared for ahead of time. Um, my dad, my parents, but my dad was the driving force behind um, buying Joseph his class ring that he wore. Um, and my mom, my dad uh, always had a handkerchief in his pocket. Mm. And so my mom brought handkerchiefs for us all to boo-hoo into. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I went and got my mom, and we drove her to graduation, and then I went back up to her house and stayed the night with her after graduation. And I slept in my dad's room, the master bedroom. Um, after a period of time, my dad slept in by himself. He had so many health problems and uh, the different things and whatever, you know, that my mom didn't sleep in there, and she still doesn't sleep in there. But I slept in there. I thought maybe, maybe I would dream about him if I was in there, if that sounds silly. I don't know, but... Because I haven't had a dream about him in a very long time. I've had one dream about my dad. Yeah, it was major too. It was a, mm-hmm. it, it was a big one, mm-hmm. but I I've had one dream about him. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was weird. I don't dream a lot though. Yeah, I I'm, do. I'm a very vivid dreamer. I've always been like that. I don't dream a lot. Yeah. But um, you know, we got through it. I mean, and he wasn't there, and it was different. But we, we uh. You know, we're still in the period of time where we're handling a lot of firsts. Yeah. We, we haven't had his funeral or what we're now calling a celebration of life. We haven't done that yet. Um, and we are this summer. Yeah. We're planning it on uh, August 15th, which is a Sunday, which happens to be his birthday. Mm. And uh, and so, you know, that'll hopefully help give us all some, I don't know, putting some things to rest that still feel pretty raw. I don't know. You know, that kind of closure, an opportunity to all be together to say goodbye. Yeah, that helps. Um, Maybe. No, it helps. I've been through it. It mm-hmm. helps. 
Um, and then it resets when they leave, though, mm -hmm. a little bit. Um, yeah. You had your first Christmas without them. We did. Mm -hmm. And Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. The Father's Day is going to be tough. Mm -hmm. That. Yep, I'm already aware. You know, Memorial Day was tough. My father was a huge mm. fan of those patriotic holidays. Yeah, yeah. My mom put out all the flags like he would have wanted and, and all that. Yeah. And, you know, fall, you know. Our Father's Day is going to be. Yeah, me and my dad used to go to breakfast every Sunday in IHOP. That was his favorite spot. And uh, in later years, all the generations when it would be me, him, my cousin and my uncle and my grandfather, we would all go. Yeah, whenever they're, especially in recent years when we were trying to keep my dad nourished and fed and whatever. I mean, there came a time where they're just, we had no what idea what to give him because he didn't need or really want anything anymore. And so our my tradition turned into for some of these gift-giving holidays, his birthday, Father's Day, thing like, thing, things like that, I would make him some food, mm. like I... He loved my homemade coconut ice cream. I gave that to him a few times a year. <laughs> nice. Or um, last on Father's Day last year, I made empanadas. <laughs> and he loved them. Um, he couldn't. I only brought, like, I don't know, a few, because he just didn't have the appetite right. or whatever. I found out later he gave, he shared them with my brother, which is fine, Dad. <laughs> no, I made them for you. He had to. Yeah. <laughs> but we were talking about that a little for... Bye bye for his for his celebration of life in mm -hmm. August. That you know, we're having it catered, but we're gonna make sure that some of those the homemade stuff, favorites the are there. Like, he quit drinking. At some point, he lost his taste for alcohol, and you know, he wasn't a lush or anything. But he he always he's known for enjoying a glass of scotch. And when he lost his taste for that, um, we all were like, Oh God, what do we do? Like we could always just get him a bottle of scotch. <laughs> Uh, but he he got a real sweet tooth. Mm. So one year we for, we gave him a basket full of all kinds of different candy, and I think that must have been his favorite because I still hear about that too. <laughs> Remember when you gave Dad that basket of candy bars? Oh yes, that means he told how much he liked yeah. it. Yeah, that's what that means. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. So so yes, the they, I had I think the last time. We introduced season three. I talked about how it got harder for a minute before it got easier. Mm. You know, I kind of took a big step back and spent a weekend in bed. That's because you you um just kept going. Yeah. Okay, and like we did a podcast. Mm -hmm. Was it like the week he passed away? Mm-hmm. We did. And um, I was, you know, you don't want to say lucky when you're furloughed from your job. <laughs> right. Right. But you did have some built-in time. Right. So two months after my dad died, less than two months, I got furloughed because of the pandemic, and I was home one month. Mm -hmm. And that slowed me down. No coaching, no work, mm -hmm. just being home with my son, making sure he did his work, you know, watching the news, mm -hmm. um, talking to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I told, I told Joe today. I was like... Yeah, my job was texting Sue for a month. No, that's right. <laughs> and so that, looking back on that, I think it really helped me a lot. Um, you know, taking care of stuff that my mom needed too, and I could and I could put my entire attention into it. I wasn't at work 
You know what I mean? So you kept going. I did. And as you were doing it, I thought to myself, well, it's going to come a time. It's going to catch up. Where she's just not, you know. Mm -hmm. And I remember we went golfing once. <laughs> and Joe said something about the podcast. I said, no, we're not doing that right now. Mm -hmm. She said, well, you said, why you say that? Because she hasn't mentioned it. Yeah. And she always talks about it. <laughs> yeah, he started yeah. laughing. I was like, she's not talking about it yeah. because she needs a break. Yeah. She needs to be by herself. Mm -hmm. And so I understand that. But I, I had a lot of that time mm -hmm. um, because of the furlough. So they say, you know, the Lord works in mysterious ways. Yeah. He yep. sat me down for a month. First time I had ever been out of work mm -hmm. since I in started working. Yep. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you know, yeah. it's coming around, but thirty something days will be in Cancun. So let's talk about that for a minute. So family, <laughs> you um, had a tradition of a family vacation in the summer. Yes. So in two thousand and seven. We were supposed to go on a. We were supposed to go on a family reunion, and it was in Myrtle Trump? Beach. Oh, okay. It was in Myrtle Beach, and the prices we felt like were too expensive. And my grandmother was like, "Oh, I'm not paying this to go to Myrtle Beach." And I said to her, "Hey, you know, um, we don't have to. <laughs> we don't have to go to a family reunion and spend time together, and we could just go on vacation." And she said, "Oh, great, you plan it." <laughs> And uh, we ended up planning it. Uh, me and my cousin and my wife watched a bunch of DVDs. He was living with me at the time. And we settled on Carnival Cruise Line. Mm -hmm. This is not an advertisement. But, <laughs> but if you wanted to sponsor us, <laughs> yeah, call me. <laughs> and um, from 2008 until 2019, we went on a cruise every year um, with different family members, friends mm -hmm. um, we called it the, the friends and family cruise had a group on Facebook mm -hmm. and we were all ready to go in 2000 no it's 08 to 2018 what are the pandemic was 2020 right 2020 yeah okay so from yeah 08 to 19 we went we were all set to go in 2020 and then the pandemic hit mm -hmm. and at the time you're thinking well this is not gonna be that big of a deal I've never lived through anything like that. All right. A couple of people got the flu. We all right. So they canceled our cruise and offered to put it to 2021. So that's what I did. And, you know, we were rubbed up to do that. And then around January, they offered us a refund. And I thought to myself, now we're in almost a year into this thing. We know what's what. There's no way cruising is going to be the same. Mm -hmm. And I am a cruise enthusiast. Like, I'm part of cruise groups all over Facebook. I know everything there is to know about cruising. <laughs> like, I could be a personal vacation planner at <laughs> Carnival. <laughs> but I wanted the money because I, I didn't think the experience was going to be the same. Mm -hmm. And everybody knew that I canceled. Um, and I told everybody, I'm canceling. I'm going to probably try to do something. Not many people reached out to find out what else I was doing. And that's just a fact. I mean, it is what it is. Like, you know, you don't got to travel with me. Um, but you did. And, and uh, some other friends of ours did. 
And so we decided we're just going to go somewhere together. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing in a month. In a month. In a month. Yeah. I cannot wait. I'm excited. So our family, the O'Lear family, mm-hmm. um, vacations for us over the years have felt like vacations for the kids, but it was always coming down to visit my mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, they live at the beach. They have a pool in their community. They'd go run around. You know, my dad would have them all over the place doing different things. Um, this is going to blow. They're going to be like, I mean, mine's blown. Because, you know, they've stayed in hotels. They haven't flown since they yeah. were little. But, you know, to get on a plane, to go get your passport, to get on a plane, to fly to another country, to stay in a resort, they haven't done anything like that. They so, like my that. kids are spoiled. <laughs> because for his entire life, Anthony has cruised. Mm-hmm. He would get these awards for a youngest platinum cruiser. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. The last two years he got oh the, my the youngest platinum. He's platinum. Wow. Wow. <laughs> he's a platinum cruiser. Mm-hmm. He's 13. Mm-hmm. So he's never stayed at a resort. He's been to like the Nickelodeon Resort. But he's never stayed. So it would be a different experience. And mm-hmm. he has not flown a lot either. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's spoiled. Wow. Now, like, he's been cru- he cruised every year from eight months old. Until he was 12. Until 2019? Yeah, until he was 12. Yeah. <laughs> well, it'll be a good time. I'm really looking forward to it. I think we can all use it. I think yes. We can all use the time. De- definitely need the break. And I think it's hilarious that we haven't even gone on this vacation and we're already talking about next year. That's what happens, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember our first cruise. It was like two days in. And we were at dinner. And I was so worried because my family is so different. Mm-hmm. Like, I think everybody has their own idea of fun. Like even, like the O'Leers seem like we're gonna go swim with the dolphins. We're going scuba. We doing, and the Hamptons are like we laying down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like everybody. I, I think that you have a misconception for one. I, I will do one thing like that. I'll take the kids on one excursion. Yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is what I'm saying. And though. then I'm laying down. Everybody has their idea of vacation, mm-hmm. and the reason we pick sit still. Yeah, the reason we picked the cruise is because. It could fit everybody. Yeah, everybody. There's something for everybody. Right, and the resort is the same way. Yeah, you can they, do as much or as little as, as you, you want, want to, do. and then you can still see everybody at yep. dinner. Yeah, we'll have dinner. That's it. Mm-hmm. You don't. You don't have to be beholden. You don't yep. gotta go everywhere this person is going. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I remember the second, it was like the second or third night, and everybody was having a good time, and my grandmother turned to me and said, "So where are we cruising next year?" Mm-hmm. And that's how it began. Mm-hmm. And then we would every year people would be asking me in the middle, where are we going next year? And I'd go to the deck, park on wind the computer and, <laughs> and start looking. And I, you know, it's I don't know, I, I don't know if I like to do it, but it's something I'm I'm good at. Mm-hmm. Like I'm good at finding for for the cruises, it's like we gotta find a ship that everybody can afford. Because we would have family flying from out of town. Mm-hmm. That's already an expense. Like my sister-in-law used to pay the most. Mm-hmm. She had three kids. And it was her and her husband. Mm-hmm. And they were flying from New Jersey. Yeah. So maybe the newest boat, the fanciest boat might be good for me and my wife. But we only drive into the port. Right. We got one cost. And so, yeah. Uh, you know, in, my, in another life, maybe I could have been a travel agent. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's going to be... It's going to be good. I'm really excited it's about it. It's going to be fun. 
And we're, for the most part, fully vaccinated. Yes. I'm fully vaccinated now. I am, too. Joe and is, too. Yeah, Carolyn I, will be. Yeah, and so will Anthony. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's, you know, it's going to be fun. The vaccination was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that is something that happened since we haven't yeah. since we haven't recorded. Um, yeah, yeah, we've so been vaccinated. I got my first one. Did I get it in March? I don't you know. You were the first one of us. I yeah, think. I went and got mine. That was when it was still hard to get. Right, I got lucky because through my association with the school system, because I was a coach and on their payroll, I was able to get the shot. And I got the first one, and your arm hurts. And I know the signs behind it, but damn it, <laughs> your arm hurts a lot. But I was cool other than that. And then the next night, I was so cold, and I checked my temperature, and it was only 99. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. And then I was so tired, went to sleep, woke up, was fine. Sweated a little bit, gone. Second shot, again, arm was hurting. But, and I didn't have the chills, but I was just so lethargic mm-hmm. for two days, and then gone again. I got laid out both times. You did. Both Which, times. Um, yeah. Joe, yeah. neither neither one. He was sore arm, a little sleepy. I got laid out both times. Day off work. And I don't know what that means. Does that mean, like, if we would have got it, we would have been in bad shape? Or does that it's mean... Possible. Or does that mean our immune system was rallying to yeah. that? I mean, I really don't know what it means. And I, and I don't care. Like, I'm not complaining about it. Um, but I just... I have always wondered, because I'm autoimmune, I have some autoimmune stuff that... I always felt like I needed to take particular care Mm -hmm. because I was in one of those groups that they said. And I feel the same way about my son. He grew up with asthma, and he's grown out of it a lot. He doesn't have the rescue inhaler anymore. He he hasn't used the nebulizer in years. Um, But just it was just a couple years ago he overexerted playing basketball and had that exercise had an exercise induced asthma Mm. episode for a few days. The crackle wasn't horrible, but, yeah. you know, like... It is amazing how much your son is like mine. Mm-hmm. Oh, the other way around, I should say, because he's... A, my, mm-hmm. How much my... Anthony had asthma as a kid, too. Mm-hmm. And yeah. had a nebulizer and all that, too. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. But Carol, he, but he doesn't want the shot. And I... When, when we were really in the beginning of the pandemic and we were terrified and we were seeing the images from Italy and, mm. and all of that... I was terrified for him because it was they it was so upper respiratory, respiratory. Mm-hmm. and I couldn't make him take it. I, I, he in the beginning we all took it pretty seriously, I think, but he got tired of restrictions quickly. Yeah, seventeen year old kid. Yeah, I, I gotta go out, man. And I still, uh, you know, I still wish, whatever, that he was a little more concerned about stuff like that, but. They think they're bulletproof. Yeah, he's eighteen now. He's eighteen, and that's it. I and I could hide, I I probably could have worked to get him to do it, but I didn't like it. Needed to be. You his want decision. him? You want him to be an independent? I, yeah, I needed to be his decision. So it was the same thing with my son because me, my wife has not got the vaccine, mm-hmm. and I don't know when she's going to get her if she's going to get it. Um, so he had to make his own decision. Mm-hmm. Um. And all I did was lay out, you know, the facts. And he decided he was going to get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Carolyn, too. And she was like, no, I'm in. 
I, I'm a hypochondriac, so I knew I was going to get it mm-hmm. when it was available. I like to not have to worry about stuff. Yeah. No, you know, or at least the major stuff. Carolyn and I got our hair trimmed last week, the day of graduation, and I had to sit and listen to my hairdresser talk about how she convinced her girls not to get it because she was worried it would mean that they wouldn't be able to have babies. And she hears all these stories in her chair of women who had gone through menopause and then spontaneously started menstruating again after they got the shot and this and that. And then she'll say, oh, but I don't watch the news and I'm not on Facebook. Well, where do you get all this stupid misinformation bullshit, lady? Like, (laughs) I'll be in her chair two or three times and it's perfectly pleasant. And then one day a topic will come up and I'm like, oh, I'm never coming here again. (laughs) (laughs) Except she gives me a really good haircut. (laughs) She understands all my cowlicks and all that shit. So I always end up back there. Here, take my money. <laughs> uh, take my money. Please do not talk anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. you got to stay on the list of safe topics. Dogs. <laughs> we can talk about our dogs. Oh, that must have been the longest haircut ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny, actually, because we were talking about this vaccine stuff, and I was just about to get really, like, let the irritation and Carolyn walked over. She'd been sitting on the couch, and I thought maybe she heard it or saw it and was coming to diffuse. But she had just texted with you because I hadn't been checking my phone about the Matanzas girls basketball coach. Oh, yeah. Announcement. We've had a lot of change over, ladies and gentlemen, in the yeah. in the the varsity basketball scene here in Flagler County, both for boys and now one. Our, you know, a girl. That, that was team. the day of graduation. I didn't mm-hmm. realize that, that was. That was graduation day. So, so. Yeah. So that thwarted my, my, you know, <laughs> irritation. So both our varsity coaches in our town. The left. Boys varsity coaches. Both boys varsity left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Two new coaches from out of the county. Yes. From other places. Yes. Uh, uh, I've met the new coach at FPC. He's going to put some good things in place. I don't know anything about the new coach over at Matanzas. But, you know. We'll see. Onward and upward for them, right? That's like, right. You know, good for them for taking the challenge. And then the girls coach at Matanzas left, who I am friends with. Mm-hmm. And I called him when I found out about it. It was a tough decision for him. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I hate that. Yeah. I know. He, he would have had Carolyn over there. I he, think so. I think so, too. Yeah. I think so. Mm-hmm. Now, who knows? We'll see. Who knows who they're going to hire over there? I don't know. So that's a lot of what has kept us busy in the last five or six weeks. And, and you know, we had, uh, I was so on top of getting guests scheduled <laughs> through what's, whatever that platform is Squadcast. that we use, Squadcast. Um, and I screwed up one and I, you know, we had some other things come up and then I get a text from her and I'm like, oh shit just out of my head because we had just had yeah. stuff happening that weekend and then then we were on top of it for our second one Karen and um, I had a total technology meltdown I couldn't get you were so mad that I day was so mad oh I my did gosh. so I spent uh, a, an entire afternoon with my laptop clearing stuff getting rid of stuff deleting stuff doing all the updates that had been waiting to be done <laughs> you know all of it so we're good to go now this is my favorite laptop I've ever had, and it's always done a great job for me, but I, I had been neglecting her. I ran the backup, did all of it. 
So I, I'm going to, tail, tail firmly planted between legs, going to reach back out to Lisa and Karen and get them rescheduled. And hopefully we can get those episodes recorded before we leave. Yeah. Um, but we are, this season, we're talking about family. Uh, it is, I think, a natural progression from our community mm. episode to talk about family. We did record a beautiful episode with our, my boy Gio, um, who talked a little bit about how he came about his family, how he became part of ours and sort of through the eyes of his music, which is his music production is in full swing right now because he's setting up a studio out in his bedroom. Um, but we, we have a, a couple different looks that we're taking at family in season three. Um, aside from our families and our, our, friends that have become family. I mean, we have definitely become family, our small group of friends here, but we have a couple of very interesting guests coming up. Lisa Robin Young, who um, took a trip to investigate, to sort of investigate genealogy, like her mm. family tree um, with her sister, I believe, on what would have been her father's 100th birthday. Yeah, I'd like to hear about that. Yeah. Yeah, and um, and then uh, Karen Anderson, we will also reschedule with, who has, uh, she is a life coach and an author and does a lot of work in um, uh, the toxic mother relationships, mm. mother-daughter relationships. Yes, yes, the book was good. Yeah, um, and, uh, and more to come even after that, so... There's, I mean, family's a, a big, broad topic. I, I yeah. think we'll have a, a lot to bring to the table. Are, are we going to do a Father's Day episode? Is that where, like, you know, are we going well, to we are we gonna salute the fathers? Absolutely, Johnny. We can do it for a week if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> Father's Day week. Shout out to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, I think it's super important that we talk about fathers. And I have actually a couple ideas about that. Because, oh, okay, cool. And, and one of them we've talked about a little bit, um, you know, even maybe with the kids and being coached by your fathers. I, want, I would love fathers. to get my son on here. Yeah, but your, your eldest child could certainly. She's, well, she they, talk, they've she, told me that they would, they would come on the show too. Oh, she, um, Tiara could do it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. She, definitely an authority on me. <laughs> <laughs> and you know mm-hmm. Tiara got the, the young version of me who you know was a, I don't know if I was tougher but you know especially with girls it's different it's different you know with Tiara it was, it was different mm-hmm. and uh, Tiara's always gonna love you you used the, the right pronoun and everything boy you hit what we got need to highlight that <laughs> I still get used it's, to that so, it's, and, and I have to get used to it too but I try yeah well, I, tried, I tried to tell Tiara like it's just it's a grammar thing for me like it's not really even well and you've had I don't know how old they are but you've had many many more years it's you have to really work to retrain and and sometimes people misgender on purpose and it's disrespect so Tiara when I do it it's an accident yeah, truly. Tiara, Tiara let me slide Mm-hmm. As long as you acknowledge, you can. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I acknowledge you all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so. I, 
I think that would be fun. So, so we have some really cool things in store. So folks, if you made it through this episode and, and you're still with us and, and fans of the strongly worded (laughs) empire, (laughs) uh, we appreciate you. And, and I have, uh, really appreciated hearing from the folks who have reached out and wondered if we were ever coming back. (laughs) We are. Yeah. We just, I, I, it was, uh, it was tough. It was tough. I, I miss calculated how uh time consuming launching flagler united while finishing the end of finishing up with our rec league and school and my job and you getting a new job like how the toll all of this was going to take yeah and um and it i really am looking forward to having uh some time to refocus on on our show yeah because we have a lot of fun doing it we have a lot of fun and I think we have some great conversations, and I really enjoy uh, hearing what you all think who are listening. Um, and if you think really awesome things after you hear this, be so happy that we're back that you leave us a five-star review on iTunes. <laughs> if you have issues, just shoot us a quick email. But um, uh, but it it's already feels good to be back. Yes. And... Uh, we will see you next week. We will see. We will absolutely see you next week. It's going to be, uh, season three is going to be a good one. Um, so find us on Instagram at the strongly worded pod. Join our Facebook group, the strongly worded pod group. We do have a Facebook page too, but really all we do is link our show there. If mm. you really want to talk with us and engage, come to the strongly worded pod group. Um, I have just discovered the super fun that is TikTok. <laughs> we have a TikTok. We have a TikTok, but I didn't know what to do with it. Like, I didn't bother it, and it didn't bother me, but somehow I have... Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to figure out some TikTok for us. Um, we're on YouTube. And, of course, our Twitter. Strongly worded P. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter, give us some more letters. Just two. That's really all we need. All we need are two more letters. <laughs> Can we make it a strongly worded pod? I know. I just need two more letters. All right, Johnny. All Welcome right. back to the studio. <laughs> yes. It's been so long. It's been so long, but I'm glad we're back, and I hope you all are glad we're back, too. We will see you next week. Strongly oh, yeah. with John. I haven't listened to the song in a while. I know. Too. I know. People still listening though. I know. I've been digging like we, yeah. we still had some downloads. Mm-hmm. And we're still getting some likes on the Facebook page. Yeah, so. This strongly worded podcast is written and produced by Johnny Hampton and Sue O'Lear. Music production and vocals by Marshall Max Lamont Hamilton and cover art by Samantha Shakes. <laughs>